to it. Welcome. So, oh, go. Sorry. Welcome. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. After you. <laughs> welcome to Weird Energy Week on Two Girls Who Sit Easily. <laughs> uh, I'm Andy. I'm Katie. Uh, no, I completely just lost how we introduce our, our podcast. Oh, we tell each other stories about sp- weird and spooky and scary things that happen in and around Colorado. Yeah, we do. For, for fun, I, I guess. <laughs> it's fun for us. It's fun for us. I enjoy it. I, we really like it. Um, I'm just, oh God, I'm just going to get right into it. That's happy the best idea. (laughs) Happy spooky season, everybody. Um, Uh, this is, is a high holy days in our podcast genre. So, and, and our lives, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is, ha ha. This is what so, we're here for. To kickstart that, I thought I even titled my notes today "Spooky Season, Volume Ooh. One." Um, I thought I would start us off getting in the spirit of Halloween with some Halloween movies Ooh. that are centered in one way or another, around Colorado. Oh my gosh, Um, that's such a fun idea. But first, Andy, what are your favorite Halloween movies? Oh man. Um, I have like a very love-hate relationship with Halloween movies. Okay. (laughs) I mean, um, you know, obviously Hocus Pocus is like the evergreen Uh, Halloween movie the scary ones like I enjoy watching actually no I don't enjoy watching them I hate watching them but then I like thinking about them afterwards so like um the one that has kind of stuck with me was Oculus (sighs) that one it's it's so twisty and freaky it is so twisty and freaky um I just, last weekend, we watched, I want to say it's called The Babysitter, and it was ridiculous and very enjoyable. Oh, is that the the campy one on Netflix? I don't know. We don't have Netflix anymore. Yes. But yeah, like, his babysitter so. is like a, in a satanic cult or something. And tries to kill him? Yeah. yeah. It it's amazing. Yeah, it's got like wonderful. Bella Thorne in it yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So that was really uh, super yeah. wonderful. We also have one um, to watch. Oh, shit. What's it called? Oh, no. I can't remember, but it's about slobs. It's about a killer sloth. <laughs> oh, I have to look up the name of it. I'm really okay. excited. <laughs> how, how does a sloth kill people? Oh, that's right. It's called Slother House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really That's excited. That's an incredible name. Right? 
god. Okay. So I'm I excited. I will to... let you know how it goes. Please do. Where is that streaming? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I will. I'll find out. Okay. But it's on our list. Um, I have been told to watch Llamageddon, similar vein. Oh. A llama goes on a murderous rampage. Um, if you want other silly slasher flicks, definitely Cocaine Bear. That one's it's also on my list. It's really it's spectacular. That one's on my list. It is. Um, I really love horror comedies. Mm-hmm. Like um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, one of my favorites. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Gold standard. No notes. Army of Darkness. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so those are definitely Halloween movies because they're like horror comedy. They're slasher. Yeah. They're yeah, horror comedies I like I enjoy watching. I I like to watch the actual horror movies like I don't know, cuz I'm a masochist. <laughs> what uh what are your favorites? What are your recommendations for me? Mm. I'm always taking recommendations for October. Um Velocipaster I said it once, I'll say it again. Velocipaster is one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, I have because to... it's so stupid. I mean, it's it's taking the piss out of itself, which I like. It's so horror comedy. It's intentionally be. It's intentionally slasher. Um, and it's about a a pastor <laughs> who turns into a velociraptor when he gets angry and <laughs> goes on murderous rampages to. Fight crime. Oh my god. That sounds... Yeah. It's the same vein as, like, the Toxic Avenger. That's... that's Where they're just... They're meant to be bad. They're supposed to be poking fun at shit. And... I mean, you know that someone thought of calling that movie Velocipaster, and they just... They struck gold. That's a perfect movie title. Do you think that came first? Like God, like, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be funny. Philosopher, <laughs> and then they just made it. Mm-hmm. Have just, you? S- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Have you seen Willy's Wonderland? No. It's. Is this an adult film? I don't. <laughs> no. Okay. It's, uh, it okay. Is, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. A Nick Cage movie. And um, he's like, I don't even know what he's doing, but I'm in love with it lately. He literally does not say a word the entire time, and he ends up fighting possessed animatronics. It's just, it's so weird and wonderful. What and are there's they like, possessed by? Uh, the souls of serial killers. It's in like a um, kind of a Chuck E. Cheese type setting (laughs) and this town, this small town, I forget how it happened, but like this small town sacrifices this person to these serial killer souls like once a year and like I read like a fan theory about it, how Nick Cage is like 
a wandering priest who took a vow of silence. And so he has to like defeat these serial killer animatronics. And it's, there's like teenagers getting in the way. And oh my God, it it's wonderful. It's just, it's fantastic. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I need to watch. I need to watch that. Like, I right. need to watch that. So we've got our okay. homework. So many movies. That's so the many thing movies. about spooky season. There's so much content to get through. You got to do your classics. You got to sprinkle in some new ones. Plus, you have all these horror series and anthologies to come That's out. True. I mean, you've got a bunch of Friday the 13th. You got a bunch of Halloween. You got a bunch of Chucky. You got a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street. You, you have everything Mike Flanagan has ever done. You've got all the screams. Every scream. There's so many. That's why you just have to keep the spooky spirit in your heart all year long. Exactly. And watch it. Um, but speaking of, I'm actually really excited. Tonight, we're recording this on a Thursday. People aren't going to listen to it on a Thursday. So that... It wouldn't make any sense if I say, oh, tonight, um, the new Netflix series, The Fall of the House of Usher, is dropping, and I am beyond thrilled. It's Mike Flanagan, who is, he's currently absolutely one of my favorite horror creators and directors. He does Oculus. He does Doctor Sleep. He does Hunting of Hill House. My be-all, end-all of horror shows. I love that show. Really? Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and now he's doing, oh, The Midnight Club, and tonight premieres The Fall of the House of Usher, which Mm. double whammy. You get his work and his vision, plus Edgar Allan Poe. There you go. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get better. We can't lose. Like, I tried to watch Midnight Mass. But I made the mistake of doing it while I was recovering from surgery and I was heavily drugged. So I could not follow what was happening at all. Andy, no. (laughs) I need to try again. No. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, God. (laughs) I, I I was like, like I took a whole week off to recover from surgery. Actually, I think it took two weeks off because it was like a, it was a whole thing. Um, but I was like so drugged. I didn't do any of the like, I'm going to relax and watch shows. And no, I slept for yeah. like two weeks. <laughs> Your body needed it. You just got cut open. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to try it again. It's. It's fantastic. I keep it hearing is about it. Like such a different kind of horror. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's so good. And I'm very excited. And I cannot wait to watch it. Um speaking of things that we cannot wait to watch, one of considered the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, takes place in Colorado, but not in the way you think. You might 
know what I'm talking about. The Shining. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. So that is the first movie that we are going to be focusing on about its Colorado-iness. And then as a little uh, palate cleanser at the end, Alien vs. Predator 2, Requiem. Yeah. <laughs> Wildly different movies. A little Just bit. Two yeah. very different movies. Um, have you seen The Shining? I have. Yes. Okay. Actually, uh, that one, I just watched that one, like, a few years ago for the first time. Nice. It's like, I did not watch any horror until, like, I, I mean, I guess it's probably, like, ten years ago now, maybe, I started watching horror. But, like, again, it's just, it's, like, limited to October for the most part because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. a pansy. <laughs> My partner always gets so, not mad, but I usually have to, he'll have to check with me like, well, what are you currently watching right now before we decide about watching something together? Because it will be something scary and he doesn't, he doesn't vibe with that. I, I hard relate to that because like, I want to, though. Like, I'm so fascinated by it, and I hate it so much. And then I do. Like, I get scared, and then I get, like, angry that I'm scared. <laughs> Why do you get mad at yourself? It's just your know. feelings. It's, it's my fear reaction is anger. <laughs> Although I will say, in in real life, if I'm actually scared, that is how it tends to be. I get in fight, flight, or freeze. I am fight. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to get angry. I'm going to come out swinging. Exactly. Yeah, that's like going through haunted houses. I'm, I'm like, clutching so that I don't accidentally just, like, punch somebody. Ah! Boom! <laughs> um, yeah, because they don't, you know, haunted houses, they don't deserve that. They're, They're just trying just to do actors. their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just having a good time. And I would feel really bad, but I just, I flail. I'm right. just hitting. I don't exactly. know what, but I'm going to hit it. <laughs> so, I don't, I'm sure there are a few people listening who have not actually seen the movie The Shining or read the book. Because the movie is based on a novel by the great Stephen King. Um... But the the whole so the book and the movie take place at a resort that is supposed to be in Colorado. Now later on, because I think one of the things that's gotten as much of a cult following is the creation of like the filming of the movie itself, not just the actual movie. So yeah. we'll save where the movie was actually filmed, which was not Colorado. Um, and apparently that was one of the things that Stephen King was not that big of a fan of originally mm-hmm. is that they didn't film it in Colorado where it takes place, but there were creative decisions for doing that. Um, for folks who maybe haven't seen the movie or read the book, it's about a dude named Jack 
who slowly goes insane while he is the caretaker of a an isolated resort in the Rocky Mountains. The resort's name is the Overlook Hotel. And it is a twisted metaphysical, like hallucinating is are they actually seeing it? Are they not actually seeing it? Is he the one who's crazy? Is the hotel possessed? Like, answer both. <laughs> yes, and yes. Like, the hotel is definitely possessed. And there's a vulnerability in the main character that it preys on. Also, his wife and his son. Yes. Um, I and just remembered one of those really creepy scenes. Sorry, go ahead. Whoa, which really creepy scene? Which one stuck with you? The bathtub one. In room 237? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Fu- it sticks with everybody. Yeah. It's one of the most iconic scenes in the entire film. That and Danny, the main character is named Jack Torrance, his wife Wendy Torrance, and then Danny is their little kid. Now, The Shining is the name that the head chef of the Overlook, who becomes like an ally and a friend um, and a side main character, that's what he describes Danny's psychic abilities as. He calls it The Shining. Mm -hmm. And so Danny's psychic abilities allow him to also see the terrifying supernatural goings-on, like the twins and the elevator opening with a wall of blood gushing oh, towards yeah. you. One of the greatest scenes way. ever made. Um, and the bathtub scene with the demon old lady. Yeah. Um, and the whole setup of the film is just eerie. Mm-hmm. The way they shoot it, it just looks... They did such a good job of making it feel empty and hollow to just mimic what's happening in Jack's mind Mm -hmm. and as he gets further and further unhinged. Um, And I don't know. I mean, how much of a movie synopsis do you uh, want to talk about? It's it's pretty old, so I don't feel like we have to worry about spoilers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we could If if you don't if you don't want to hear the spoilers, then skip ahead, I guess. Yeah, or if you don't want to hear us give or, a play by play of the movie, that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean okay, I'd love it if you it. listen. But you go you go watch. Yeah. Go, go watch. watch it. Go read the book, read an entire book, and then come and then back. back. <laughs> I haven't read The Shining, but I did read Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really good. It's am- he's amazing. Um, okay, so we're gonna start at the beginning. He so Jack Torrance is a writer, but he takes this job because. He needs a fucking job. Um, he's also 
struggling with alcoholism, with depression. He and his wife are having major issues um, with their relationship, with him being part of the family. And he takes the job as the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel and finds out that the previous caretaker, Charles Grady, killed his wife, his two twin daughters, and himself. So the setup is already, hey, this place, living out here when no one's around is difficult. You know, there's, and they give the heads up, like, there's a lot of deep snow. When there's storms, no one can get to you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you are there on your own, pretty much. Yeah, for like, three months or at a time or something yeah yeah because it's it's just it's isolated I never quite understood that it's a a lodge that doesn't have skiing but it makes more sense when you realize the hotel that it was actually mimicked after the stanley that's probably and true they're not a ski lodge it's the stanley is not a ski resort no. um so that makes a lot more sense but the exterior shots here for this movie especially they used an actual ski and ski out lodge so i got very confused the yeah. first time i watched the shining i was like but wait a minute there is plenty of snow. Yeah, that was that was my thought watching it the first time. I was like, wait, why is this hotel empty? <laughs> like It's supposed to be not a ski resort. The opposite of what a hotel tries to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they're not making more money. They're just closed. And they still say, okay, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, I want to do it. This is going to be great. And the movie's supposed to take place in Car. It's supposed to take place in Boulder. Oh. It's not Boulder, which I find hilarious. <laughs> um, and before they even get to the hotel, Danny's having seizures. He's having premonitions. He's freaked out about it. He doesn't want to do it. Um... And we already know that there has been some alcohol-related violence Mm -hmm. in the family. There has already been domestic incidents. Jack is struggle-bussing, like, really hard. And everyone's kind of worried. And it feels like this is sort of, we don't have a choice and, like, last-ditch effort, Mm -hmm. you know? Um... So then they get to the hotel and it's empty. Mm-hmm. Am I weird? And tell me if you had the same feeling where if it wasn't possessed by dark energy, being at a hotel totally alone for like weeks at a time is pretty tits. Yes. <laughs> you were not like, alone. Would you do that? Yes. I I'd get real weird. I'm not going to lie. Like 
Not like, not like creepy weird, but like, like little kid weird. Like running up and down the hallway just because I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Like and a, just, yeah. Get a bicycle. Like oh, Danny. Oh, yeah. He just takes his tricycle and he's like, fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> Isn't that when he runs into the twins too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when he sees, that's the iconic scene. He turns down the hallway and then he sees them standing there. They're like, come play with us. No. Oh, thank you. No, thank mm, Wow. Huh. I'm, I'm full. No, thanks. <laughs> None for me. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I, okay, I know that, like, I know that the hotel is not supposed to seem warm and inviting. It's supposed to seem eerie and cavernous. But if it wasn't for the demons, <laughs> the rest of it, I was like, this, this is pretty nice. I'd love to sit at a bar and have drinks by myself. Maybe not have a ghosty man start whispering murderous thoughts in my ear. I don't want that. that. Yeah. But if they were cool. Right? Like, I don't don't mind a friendly ghost. Even, Mm -hmm. like, a neutral one. No. Like, you know, respect my... Respect my boundaries. I think we've established this. Nothing while we're sleeping or in the shower. But yes, absolutely not. Yeah. Always do your thing. Slam some doors. No lurking around corners. Right. I'm like, yeah. I could, I could do that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to murder Is, my whole family, though. No, so. no. So the I lost my train of thought. Oh my god, today's crazy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so they get to the hotel, that's where they meet the head chef, Dick Halloran. And he's a friendly, very cool guy. He befriends Danny. He's given the whole tour to Jack about, like, here's what you need to do. Here's the stuff you need to monitor. Here's where food is. Here's where emergency supplies are. Because, once again, they are out there on their own. And he and Danny are chatting. And he, Halloran realizes that Danny has psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. So does Halloran. So he's telling him about it. And he also says that the hotel has energy he has a shine to it but like not a good one a bad one yeah bad shine i feel like that's understating it (laughs) Mm -hmm. putting it mildly and he also tells him don't go to room 237 why not just don't the wrong thing to say to people the wrong thing to say to a child the wrong thing to say to people Cause like, yeah. if you said that to me, I especially if I'm there all winter, you really think I'm gonna go months without? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get squirrely. Yeah, it's gonna be middle of the afternoon. Been daydreaming at that bar that by yourself. It's yeah. Liquid courage. You're gonna say I'm gonna go fucking look <laughs> at that room. God damn it. 
And then you do. And what happens? You see demon old lady. Mm-hmm. And she chases you. So, they're there for a little bit of time. Danny's seeing shit. Poor kid. He's seeing demon twins. He's seeing walls of blood. Yeah. Just horrible visions. Keeps having premonitions. Um, and Jack is getting... Uh, he's quite a dick. He really so, is. Yeah. Like, he's a poop face. Yes. And that's accurate. Yeah. At, like, and it, it just gets worse. Yeah. It just escalates. He's just a poop face. <laughs> and he's getting really violent. And he is feeling frustrated because he can't write anything. And for some reason, that's everybody else's fucking problem instead of his. So he's now having, like, dreams about killing his family. And while he, so while Jack is getting more and more unhinged, Danny gets lowered to room 237 and sees the horrible ghost lady yeah runs up screaming looks like he has bruises on him of course when he's pissed she thinks will the jack do it could probably um and then what does jack do well he handles everything the wrong fucking way everything wrong. first of all he also goes to the room stupid stupid and then he victim blames Danny, which we don't do. We don't victim blame. Okay? It's not what we do here. That's not it's not what this space is for. So Jack decides, okay, I'm just gonna drink my problems away because that's what you do. And then he goes to the bar, and then we have the infamous bar with a bartender scene. Yeah. And he just doesn't which, even think that's weird. No. He doesn't. He knows that they're in the hotel alone. But yeah, he's already just not there. He just he like he doesn't care anymore. He is now open to the negative energy and it is taking over him. Mm -hmm. And that's when he meets uh, Grady, the former caretaker, who tells him that like, you know what? This is your family's fault. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. You wouldn't be struggling if it wasn't for them. You should just kill them. They need to be taught a lesson. And Jack is off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And he's writing gibberish. Wendy is also now figuring this out. She finds his manuscript. His manuscript doesn't make any sense. It's just repeating the same line over and over and over again. And then Jack goes on a murderous rampage. Yes. And chases them around, chases Danny and Wendy around with an axe. And we get the breaking through the door scene. Mm-hmm. Here's Johnny. Classic. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. There's one almost hero, Halloran, except then he dies. Um, so it's like, well, double fuck. But now there's a snow cat out there. So now they have a means of escape. 
So then Danny and Wendy lead Jack into the maze and finally actually lead him on a false trail and then he freezes to death, which is rather lackluster. Yeah, kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, one way or another, he is dead. And then eerie of all eerie, as the camera is panning away and going through the hotel, you see a picture taken during the summer and somehow Jack is in the picture. Mm-hmm. Ghost picture. Ghost picture. <laughs> so that's the general plot of... The movie. Mm-hmm. And here's where the book is different. Are you ready? I'm excited. Because the book is quite different. I imagine that was um, that was one that was written kind of when Stephen King was like on one. Yeah, <laughs> he was like he was kind of kind of crazy at that point. Well, he was, and he actually talks about why and what that means it's hmm. it's not autobiographical in that he never went crazy and thought about killing his family um so the big things the big fucking deviations dick halloran does not die oh he doesn't die in the book that makes more sense because i thought i remembered him being talked about in doctor sleep and i was like wait yeah he died he doesn't die because danny as an adult sees him mm-hmm. and like he's a character in doctor sleep so it, yeah. he's not dead he's not dead okay. um the the line here's johnny was completely ad-libbed by jack nicholson which i think everyone kind of knows um that, that is interesting though because it is like one of the iconic scenes mm-hmm and he thought it would fit, so he just fitted in there. And apparently also the script was changed so often that a lot of, like, he would have to learn his lines, like, minutes before they were actually shooting. Oh, jeez. Because he would get new ones and new ones and new ones all the time. Um, which maybe led to him being sharper and knowing, like, what to add in a scene. I don't know. Uh... So that was ad-libbed, and the the screen, the draft that Wendy finds when she sees that all he's written is all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Mm-hmm. That's not what he wrote in the book. What did he write? I think it was just like a bunch of gibberish. Like it just didn't oh. make any sense. Um. And according to Stephen King, who has now softened his stance on the movie adaptation, but after it premiered, he was, he had some issues with Stanley Kubrick's adaptations. (laughs) And some of them were more subtle, but important. Like, Stephen King did not jive with the way Jack is portrayed in the movie as a guy who's already unlikable and already Mm. kind of unhinged. 
because in the book, it's far more subtle and he seems like a normal dude. So one of Stephen King's big pieces of beef was that he felt like that shifted from the, it was less about this hotel is evil and is taking over this otherwise, this flawed, but not insane human being Mm -hmm. and became more like, is Jack the crazy one here too? Like, and maybe- it was just because they had to get you there faster. I mean, maybe. It does kind of you don't. lessen the perceived impact of the hotel, though. If you're mm-hmm. already, like, halfway there. Yeah, like, the hotel just seems like the location. Yeah. Where he could like, have gone crazy anywhere. Exactly. It maybe just tipped him over the edge, but he was already right there. Mm-hmm. And Stephen King's view... Was, no, I wrote the book so that you are very clear that this hotel is terrible and mm-hmm. would corrupt anybody. Yeah. It's like the ring. Lord of the Rings. It's like yeah. the ring. Bringing it back. I will always bring it back to Lord of the Rings. Um, and Stephen King also had some major beef with the depiction of Wendy Torrance. Oh, yeah. Not with Shelley Duvall's acting, but with that he thought that the script just took away all of her autonomy and all of her independence as a character. Um, I think I would agree with that because I don't really remember anything about her. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. She's seen as this secondary reactive character Mm -hmm. and she is not in the Mm. book at all. Um, he said something to the effect of like, I don't know who that person is on screen, but that's not the Wendy that I wrote. Mm. So uh-huh. a little oops, kadoodle. If yeah. the author doesn't necessarily appreciate the changes you made. Now he has, Stephen King has now said that the way it's shot and visually it has created a really impactful horror scene but yeah. he still doesn't really like the changes that they made to the story. That's and I think as the creator, you're allowed to say that. Yeah, it's your prerogative. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to be like, I didn't fucking like it. Okie dokie. <laughs> um, so now we get to some more of the shooting. Oh, another fun fact. So the haunted room in the movie is 237, mm-hmm. but in the actual Stanley Hotel and in the book, it is room 217. Huh. Um. Why so they why did they, they change? changed it? Yeah. I think there was something along the lines of well then like the hotels that they were referencing didn't have a room 237 and they were worried that if it was room 217 oh. then people wouldn't want to stay in the room. Gotcha. Now everybody wants to stay in room 217. Right? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um So the movie itself was actually predominantly shot at a studio that was just made to look like the inside of these actual hotels. But a few of the locations, they did some like B-site shooting to get exteriors and shit like that. The Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood is the exterior of the hotel that is featured. The interior is, I'm going to try and pronounce this right do 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 I'm so good. 
Pause for just a moment. <laughs> I think it's called Awani Lodge okay. in Yosemite National Park in California. Nice. Um, and the actual hotel that the Overlook is modeled after is the one and only Stanley Hotel. In Estes Park, Colorado. Beautiful hotel. One of the best old fashions I have ever had in my life at the Cascades Whiskey Bar. Delicious. I have seen the Stanley. I have not actually gone into it yet. Oh, it's stunning. It's on my list. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, ugh. I want to do the Mm. ghost tour. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. We should do it. We should do Let's it. Let's do it. Do it. Um, my sister actually got married in the Stanley Hotel, so. Ooh, were there any ghosts? <laughs> Not that she saw. Hmm. But they didn't, no, she actually, they did have to stay the night there because the year they got married, there was a massive blizzard. Oh. And 34 was closed. I mean, there are worse places oh. to be stuck. Yeah, they were already planning on staying the night there anyways because, yeah. like, you're going to be fucking lit after their wedding. Yeah, you're not going to get married and then, like, drive an hour home. <laughs> no. Hang on, let me dip and now, yeah, sit in the car for two hours? Ew. No, in gross. My, my giant wedding dress? <laughs> no, thank you. <sighs> so the premise of The Shining book was actually because Stephen King and his wife stayed at the Stanley Hotel for one night. The night they stayed there was apparently October 30th, 1974. What a day to stay. I know. An Mm -hmm. auspicious day. Yeah. So. Because then, like, right? Because then if it's. No, no. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) If it was Halloween. Well, they left on Halloween. You would leave on Halloween, so you'd get that, like, 3 a.m. on Halloween time mm. that you're there. Mm. It's a whole mood. I love it. hmm So they stayed the night, and the story, as he described it, is that they were the only two people in the hotel, <laughs> except for the workers, because the hotel was going to close for the winter season, like, after that mm-hmm. weekend. So mm-hmm. nobody was there. This must have been and before this was... Estes Park blew up. Yeah. <laughs> At, like, Estes Park was a... It still is a very small mountain community. But... And it was touristy, but it was primarily touristy in the summer. And especially yeah. at that time, the Stanley was historic. It was a beautiful old hotel but it didn't have the revival that it does now. Right. So they would close when they weren't making any money. And because the Stanley isn't near any ski runs or anything like that, mm-hmm. you're not making money being open. Yeah, that checks out. So the story is that they were the last two people at the hotel. They were the only people in the restaurant. And after his wife went to bed, Stephen King was like wandering around just these empty hallways nobody around him 
And then he had a dream that night and about his child being chased by a fire hose. Oh, yeah. And he woke up and was like, um, okay, I'm going to write about this. Like, yes. someone staying in an isolated hotel and then, like, getting haunted. And also in the <laughs> book, he is tackling his struggle with alcoholism. Um, so mm-hmm. he puts that into the character of Jack. Not, again, not the, like, familial violence and domestic violence that also occur. That is not what Stephen King did. Um, and uh, so that's The Shining. And yeah. we could talk about The Stanley Hotel, but I feel like we're going to save that little think- chestnut. For another yeah. time. That can be its own episode. The whole yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because there are purportedly some some ghosts yeah. at the Stanley Hotel. There's also just a lot of very interesting history around it. And the guy who built it and its heyday. And mm-hmm. as with most historic destinations, they go through ebbs and flows of being part of the community and then just kind of being there. Yeah. And the hotel did the same thing. Um. So, as a just quick little palate cleanser, we're going to talk about Alien versus Predator 2. So, Andy, I, have you seen this? Um, so I did, but it's been like a really long time. I did, so you gave me a little hint and suggested that I I watch it. I didn't have time this week. This week's been like we already said. It's been bonkers. Um, but I did like reread the synopsis. So I'm a little mm-hmm. caught up. Is it a xenomorph on your wall behind you? Yes, it is. Okay. I kept, I was like, is it? Is it not? Because from this angle, I'm like, it looks like it. But then it also looks like this cool, like, kind of streak with maybe like a black and white picture of a person who's turned away. And like, I don't know, I could make other things out of it in my head. <laughs> I am not nearly as modern or chic or French <laughs> as to have a an abstract person turning away moody art piece that is absolutely a xenomorph from Alien. Beautiful. Now I will admit I that in the discussion of Alien or Predator I tend to be Alien. Really? I like those movies. I like, well, Alien, Alien 3 is a little, (laughs) um, Aliens. Yeah. Chef's Kiss. Incredible. I kind of enjoy the Predator one. Did you, I, did you see the latest one? Yes. I enjoyed that. I, (laughs) I thought that was so the first Predator and then Prey, the most recent one, mm-hmm. incredible. I mm-hmm. Prey is so good. I can't it's promise I've seen any of the ones in between so those two. Good. It was so good. Well, now there's My, Predators 2, which has its, I mean, Danny Glover. I can't yes. promise that I've seen that one. We actually have a Predator poster downstairs. <laughs> nice. Um... My husband, he recently told me that it is his greatest wish in life to have a Predator movie that is set in 
like feudal Japan. So it's like predator versus like samurais. And I'm like, you know, that does not feel outside the realm of possibility. No, it really doesn't. Like, because if we're just doing that now. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. They made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that takes place in feudal Japan. Really? So, yeah. Is that like the most recent one? No. No. Okay. Mm-mm. This was in the 90s. Like, it was like TMNT so. 3 with uh. the, like, when they were still doing, like, the puppet suits. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it good? No. But is it good? Yes. So there you go. <laughs> um, the same anyway. thing can be said for AVP Requiem. Is it good? No. But is it good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like look it's exactly what you expect from an alien versus predator movie the story is the title there's aliens they get on the predator ship they impregnate the predators create hybrid creature there's a crash they're on earth people are getting eaten people are getting explodey chests the predators have to come and fucking regulate. They're fighting the aliens, but they're also trying to fight the humans because they're still predator. Like they're not good guys. Yeah. And now, in this sequel, because the alien burst out of the predator, we get the most low hanging fruit alien name possible. They just call it the Predalien. <laughs> yeah, they did. Really? <laughs> like, they they didn't even try. They didn't try. Uh, also, like, how does that make sense? Because we don't get, like, a human-alien hybrid when they impregnate a human. No, they don't. It's just aliens. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're looking canonically, the reason that it wouldn't change with the human DNA was either A, they don't really fuse with the human DNA, the human's just a host, Mm -hmm. and the alien egg eats. Are you talking about the pregnant ladies? I mean, any of them, yeah. So in this movie specifically, in AVP Requiem, there's a rather graphic scene where the Predalian implants eggs in people who are already pregnant yeah that's the scene Uh, that stuck with me the most mm -hmm. out of it it sticks with most people uh i i'm not a fan i don't really need to can we like not show violence against women as like a plot point anymore can we just like stop doing that altogether? um what year did this come out do you remember like 2007 okay that's what i thought Mm -hmm. so we cannot we cannot do yeah. that. I we don't think that now. trauma is a plot device. Yeah. So, but you are right. Then the little baby alien explodes out and it's not, it looks like just an alien. And why yeah. didn't that change? One, probably because they just didn't even fucking think about it. And <laughs> two, now they've had like, was it Alien Covenant? And... um there's been some new ones that have come out mm-hmm. that basically show that it, the alien, the xenomorph was created through 
a fusion with human DNA already. Uh, now, if you look back huh. on this, then canonically that would make sense why it wouldn't re-morph after that. But this was 2007, yes. and the new lore was not added, so they just didn't think about it. Yeah, that kind of feels like some retconning there, but... Yeah, okay. that's just trimming the fat. Yeah. So now there's predalians, fucking Predators. killing everybody. And there's predator... Now they're sending in senior predator officers. I don't really know how you're supposed to know that they're like senior officers other than they just have like a lot of marks and shit on them. Right. Like they, when I was reading the synopsis, they're like giving the predators names and stuff. And I'm like, I don't remember knowing their names and ranks, but okay. No, I just see, oh, there's that one. Oh, yeah. Is that one? Is that the same one? I swear that's the same one. No? Okay. Apparently one of the predators is named Wolf. How the fuck do you know yeah. that? Yeah. I was like, I don't remember that. But, and also, like, why is it named Wolf? Do they have wolves? Why? On their planet? Is why it? would you give, and then if they're like, no, well, they got the name because they hunted a, a wolf. Why, if, if the predators are the apex hunter in the galaxy mm-hmm. right then why are you gonna name give the name of something that probably is relatively easy to kill like i um, would not be able to kill a wolf but predator yeah yeah and also like wolf is an english name for that animal like if we went to another planet we wouldn't know what the animals were called mm-hmm. on that planet Mm-mm. questions Really, it's fine. the point of this movie <laughs> is we should not be thinking so no, hard. No, we're overthinking it. About them. There is no, the plot is exactly this. The ship crashed. There's aliens. They are fighting each other. We are caught in the middle. We are stupid, dumb humans, but somehow heroic. I don't really know how. Everyone's fucking dying. There's this whole subplot of a guy who gets out of prison and he's trying to bond with his brother. And then there's like the survivors in the city, but I'm going to be honest. Nobody really cares about them. <laughs> nobody gives a true. fuck about these people because no one is here for them. We are here for alien battles. And the only thing this movie does right is the fucking alien battles. That's Script, true. Trash garbage but it looks cool it's campy it's gory and alien fights are amazing it's like the most recent jurassic park movie i didn't get through it script script no they phoned it in but they know what everyone was there to see everyone was there to see dinosaur fights and they gave us a lot of those i may have to come back to it because i yeah i didn't get i didn't get through it but Probably okay. We'll talk about that off air. I don't want to alienate any of our <laughs> listeners. Um, you mean predalienate? Okay. I'm you know. Sorry. <laughs> it was. You know, Andy, I don't take many things seriously in this life, but god damn it. Actually, that one was really good. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> you mean predalienate? <laughs> it was right there. 
of alien. It feels like it does not feel like a scary word. Like you put those it's not. together and it feels like something that you do on a pleasant Sunday afternoon. <laughs> which yes. is going to predaliate around mm-hmm. It makes me think every time I say predalian, I just want to say sedalia. Like, oh, oh there you go. Sedalia. They oh, they're known town. for whatever. I don't know. I don't red know. onions. Okay. <laughs> Like fruit wine. You go to Sedalia, Colorado for onions and fruit wine. And that's not scary. That's not scary. It's charming. How quaint. <laughs> oh. Um. So. Shit's crazy. The U.S. Army is now there. But of course, what the fuck are they going to do? Literally nothing. Uh, the movie ends with... The with a nuclear bomb going off, which is pretty much what happened in the first one too. Yeah, in the first Alien versus Predator, they blow up the pyramid that they're on in Antarctica. In the second one, they do the exact same thing. It's the same plot, but here's why I mentioned it in our segment about movies that are in Colorado because this whole film is set apparently in Gunnison, Colorado. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Have you ever been to Gunnison? I have been to Gunnison. Well, why? I don't think I have. Who was in the writer's room and... I could see small mountain town in Colorado. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Why did you pick Gunnison? <laughs> Is it because you thought no one would know that the town you filmed in looks nothing like Gunnison? I mean, like, nobody's <laughs> going to fucking know what Colorado's like. These people are all idiots. I mean, Maybe. the reality is it was, like, cheaper to film other places or had the infrastructure to film other places. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get into that later. But... Maybe it's just because it has the word gun in it. (laughs) Murica. It wasn't even (laughs) named after a gun. It was named after a dude. I know, but the first three letters are gun. Gun? It's gun. It was probably like, let's look up mountain towns in Colorado. That one sounds Here we go. Here's one that's definitely not going to come after us for using their name. <laughs> because you're abs- if that was the train of thought, you are absolutely right. Gunnison, Colorado is not going to sue you <laughs> for using their name. Nope. <laughs> um, does anything in this film look remotely like Colorado? No. No. The trees Uh-oh. are wrong. It was filmed in... Vancouver, British Columbia. I was just going to ask. So. Yeah. Well, well, different. Uh, like, a lot of ferns and densely populated woods and moths. Just different. Moist. Seems humid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's very humid, which you can't help but laugh if they show Colorado and humidity. In the same, we are not. It's not a thing. Sir, 
I we saw. Would beg for humidity in this state, please. I saw dehumidifiers at Home Depot the other day, and I was like, sir, this is poor product placement. Who are What those are you for? doing? I have no idea. Who's buying that shit? Like an archive, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Because it's not me. No, hell no. Give me all the humidity that they're sucking out of the air on those, and then we'll just put it in my house. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like in uh, Tank Girl, the things that get water from human tissue because we destroy the planet. I think I've seen that. Oh, Tank Girl is another amazing oh. movie. Um, so that was my favorite part of this entire film <laughs> is – I think the first time I saw it was like right after I'd moved to Colorado. Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> the minute they said kind of said, I went, no. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. I think so. Um, now, the actual town of Gunnison is a, is a small town. Year round mm-hmm. population is only around like 6,000 people, but there's also a university there. Mm-hmm. And they don't count the university or student population as part of the town population. So, That's fair. I went to school in a place like that. So, I get it. Mm-hmm. It is a lovely city. It has a lot of history. It has mountains, ski ranges. It's considered one of the coldest places in the United States during the winter because of its elevation. Um, I'm out. No, thank you. <laughs> And for that reason, I'm out. Um, I did post, well, I found some pictures that I'll send to you when you post the episode, Andy, of what they, just one of the scenes where it's supposed to be the woods in Uh Gunnison, or like just outside the city, and then a picture of the woods around the actual city. Which, again, not the same. (laughs) Incredibly different climates. We don't have those trees. I don't know enough about species of trees to be able to say why they're wrong. But you look at them and you go, that's that's not not us. We don't have that. And that's it. We have a kid slamming doors. Uh Uh-oh. Are they okay? Yes, he just, um, he accidentally knocked his closet door off the track. Oh. But he's like. So now it's not sliding closed. Yeah, just it's just flopping. like knocking right out. It's, it's fine. He likes it. <laughs> um, well, uh, that's, yeah. that's all I have. Oh, Kickstart. Sorry. season. I have one. I have one question for you. I sent you a video this morning on Instagram from the two girls' Instagram account. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? Mm. I would very much like your opinion. I haven't. Okay. I will right now. Yeah. Wait. 
Which one did you send? Uh, it should be the last one. Did you not get it? It was like this morning. I sent you one. No, I sent it from the two girls Instagram. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So I was going to send this shit to you. <laughs> of course. Um. <laughs> I... <sighs> okay. So it's a video. Um, from the, what is it? Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad of, like, a mountainside. Sorry. <laughs> um, Just children. And you see what appears to be Bigfoot out there. That is the claim that is being made. Chilling in the, what would you call that? Like, brushland, scrubland? Yeah, tundra. Yeah. It's, like, kind of open. There's no it's trees not, or anything around. It's, like... It's not tree line. Either no. it's higher or it's just a clearing. But there's mm-hmm. there's no actual woods around it. There's dead shit, rocks. What... Okay, what do you... What are your... Um, peppers and opinions. I so badly want it to be Bigfoot because I love Bigfoot. Uh, big fan. <laughs> big fan of Bigfoot. Uh, I think it's just somebody in a costume fucking with people. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing... It's it a very... Just... Um, it's a very sleek looking Bigfoot. That Bigfoot conditions. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like they use like a boar hair brush on their coat. Like I could use some tips, actually. Yeah, because it's. Can you imagine the money that someone would make if they did, if they marketed a shampoo line that promoted hair growth, and instead of mane and tail, it was like Bigfoot. I love that. Um, that'll have to go on our merch store. Is that gonna I, be us? It's gonna. Have I don't to. know shit about hair care products, but I know <laughs> I people either. who do. Okay, who go to them. Yeah, good idea. Because <laughs> that would just that's that's yeah. funny. We oh my god, we could just call it coat, and then it would be a picture <laughs> of Bigfoot looking sleek. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my head take. I I want to believe. I don't, but I want to. <laughs> that is how I feel about a few cryptids. Yeah. I want to believe that they're real. Mhm. But I don't believe they are. Yeah. And I'm not saying no to any Bigfoot or Bigfoot type animals i just don't think this one yeah i don't i don't think this one is i i still hold out hope for bigfoot in general i if i'm being honest i actually kind of hope that we never find actual bigfoot because we fuck it up yeah what we discover we destroy exactly So. so 
it'd actually be a bummer if we found Bigfoot. <laughs> but I want them. I'm just picturing you someday, either through psychic abilities or I don't know why you'd ever be wandering in the woods, but you it's would a thing. be. And, I would be. And, yeah. and in this dream, in this fantasy, far enough away that you'd be in no danger, you would see an actual Bigfoot and you two would just look at each other and give that nod of knowing respect and then part, and you'd never say a word to anybody, but you would know <laughs> it was real. So the privacy is respected because mm-hmm. we can't be trusted with anything. We will destroy them. Someone would fucking try to, within five minutes, someone would be hunting Bigfoot to get their coat and eat their meat, and it would be terrible. Right? Exactly. Because we're garbage. I feel like humans work kind of on that principle that like once one person does it, then it's like easy for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like behavioral lemmings. Yeah. Like I'm just all doing it. One person broke a what I don't even know what they're at now, like a four minute mile. And now there's like seventeen people who have done it. And they used to think it was physically impossible. It's like, oh okay. Yeah. They would all find Bigfoot and then we would ruin it and mm-hmm. It'd be sad. I also ha- just haven't heard like a ton of Bigfoot sightings or stories in Colorado. I feel like it's mm-hmm. more like Pacific Northwest and kind of like Southern Appalachia ish. Yeah. Where there's but. deep, dense woods. I yeah. Really just don't think that like that's a dude in a suit. Yeah. Maybe on stilts. Maybe. It's or a good suit. It's a tall it's dude. A suit. I have two nephews who are six foot seven. Dear God. Yeah. How old are they? One is probably about 30 now. Maybe a little younger. And one is like 20. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like, and they're only 12. Like that, they are. No, 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 no. There's like a medical wonders age difference. I actually have a niece who's only four years younger than me. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, she's red. Hi, Justine. Nice. <laughs> Hi. Um, Bigfoot. Almost. 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 It was so fun to see, though. Oh, yeah. Just a good old-fashioned. It felt very like a loving reproduction of that footage from the 70s. The walk yeah. was the same. The look was the same. It felt like, I see what you're doing there. Well, and then it just kind of crouches down, and you're like, I could see how if it was just being still, you might not notice. Like, mm-hmm. it's got some decent camouflage. No. Now I'm just thinking of Twilight co- quotes describing the Bigfoot. This is why we don't go out in the sun. People would see us for what we really are. And then it does a hair and flip. And just a gleaming, <laughs> gleaming fur. This is what I am. <laughs> this is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> Oh my god, if will someone with more video skill than I have please make that? Like oh. that would make my life. With the Twilight quote sound over that walk. Yeah, like the actual like audio. <laughs> People would see us for what we really are. Oh, uh, yes, please. Oh my god. Please I, I am requesting so that. Please. I want that video. I would like to share it with the world. 
Just um, constant. Like, I would never stop sharing that video. <laughs> it'd be so funny. <sighs> anyway, so I think that's all of our big spooky news. That's all I've For got. now. For now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. I'll see if I can repost that video so you know what we're talking about. Uh, we're two girls who scare easily with the number two. Uh, you can also email us, especially if you have seen Bigfoot. I promise I will not tell where to find him. I promise. Please. I no. won't either. So just do it for Andy. Just, just do it for Andy. Just, just for us, please. Um, yeah, you can email us at twogirlswhoscareasily at gmail.com, also with the number two. And I think that's all we've got well, for now. Thanks for so. listening, everybody. This was our first yeah. time reviewing movies, and it was fun to do. It was we'll probably super do it again. fun. Yeah, I like it. So, you know, be smart. Be safe. Be scary. <laughs>